Hello, everybody. Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where my main mission is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs who know all the business strategies, normalize their next 10K month, their next 10K week, their next 10K day, and do it all by mastering what's between their ears. And for today's episode, we have a Real Talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur who isn't seeing the consistent, stable growth in their business. And then live on the call, I get to help them break down one specific aspect that's most overlooked in business strategy, which is the inner aspect and what's going on internally. And today I have Amy White, who is a board certified holistic nutritionist and functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner. She's been working as a nutritionist, health and weight loss coach for over 12 years. And throughout this time, Amy has come to understand that most health and body weight frustration is often the result of internal communication problems. And once proper communication between the body is restored, then excellent health and a happy body weight become a natural resort of just simply living and enjoying everyday life. So Amy, thank you very much for being on here. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. It is definitely my pleasure to have you. And, you know, I'm not sure if you know my background, but I actually owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years. So, you know, I, I very much resonate with your message. It's definitely something that, you know, I tried to instill in all of the programs and everything that we had at the studio. It's kind of what got me into coaching. So I'm very excited to actually dive into everything with you. So before we get into all of that, why don't you kind of break down in your words, like, how did you get to being a nutritionist? How did you get into doing what you're doing? Just kind of break down your story for us. Um, so I got into it because it was, you know, one of those conventional medicine fails for my family. So my daughter had gut issues and um, we kind of went the conventional route. I mean, she had gut issues since she was an infant, but really most of my life, I thought that was just kind of normal and kids always were colicky and, you know, had gut problems or whatever. Um, and so she was getting ready to go to college. And I thought, you know, she doesn't feel good when she eats food. She can't eat in restaurants. She just feels so sick. So we got to get this figured out before she goes away. So then we went to the gastroenterologist and did all that very invasive, did the scope. And, um, basically the gastro doctor said, she's fine. We did the scope. She's go, She's perfect. And they've told me her whole life. She had reflux. And the gastro doctor said, yeah, her esophagus looks beautiful. She doesn't have reflux, which was good news, but nothing had changed. So I thought, well, what do you mean? She's fine. If I take her to a restaurant, she's not going to be fine. So she's like, no, no, she's fine. And then she turned, she turned and started leaving the room and stopped, turned around. And she said, I mean, her small intestine is red and inflamed, but that's nothing to worry about. And then she left. And I thought, it seems like something to worry about. But I knew nothing. I, I really knew nothing. And so I was complaining to some friends. And they said, you need to go see this nutritionist. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But I'm in. So that's what we did. So we went and we met a holistic nutritionist. And she made a little tiny change to my daughter's diet. Um, and we didn't even do it like super well. We just did what we could. Um, basically, she said, stop eating gluten, right? You hear that all the time. So we went to Whole Foods from there and bought everything that said gluten-free, um, which is not what I advised, but that's what we did. And it worked to a fairly large degree. So within a couple of weeks, I mean, the dandruff and the smelly feet that she'd had since she was an infant, gone. 
Um, her weight just started dropping. She felt really good. I mean, all this stuff. And so at that same time, I was like, wait a second, I need to know everything about food. And so I started reading and researching and realized that there wasn't enough. And so I said to my husband, I said, I, I'm going to need to go back to school because I've run out of things to read. And he was like, okay. So I found a holistic nutrition program and that's what I did. And so I got my master's degree in holistic nutrition. But at that same time, I was in just in my early forties and my body had completely started freaking out right around when I was 37. Um, and my body had always been very obedient. And then all of a sudden it was doing those things that people say happen when you turn 40, which I completely was like, this is not okay. And this is not going to happen to me, but it did. Um, but I started making those connections as I was learning about food in the body. I was like, wait a second. It's not just magic for my daughter. It's magic for everyone, including me. And so then I started shifting around what I was doing and now I'm 55 and I'm healthier and better now than I was when I was 37. So that's what I do. I look at people and I'm like, no, 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 you can feel amazing. You have it in you. Let's just get you balanced out so your body can help you feel amazing. So that's where I ended up. Love it. It's like that classic story of like your mess becomes your message, right? Like you, you go through this thing and it's like, oh, the way that I was living totally doesn't need to be the way that I was living. What I thought was normal is completely not normal. Right. There's now this better way. And it's like, I just want to share that with everybody. I mean, it's, it's well, synonymous it's, with my own story and so many of other guests. So yeah. It's, it's less a better way. It's just more like there's a way for you. And, and my thing really is seeing people, women, especially, you know, 40 and older who just feel like they have to settle. And I'm like, you don't have to settle. So let's figure it out because you really don't have to settle. So that's for me, I just feel like you don't have to settle. You can age really well. You can age with health. I think everybody feels like, well, we age into disease because that's common, not normal common. I'm like, you don't have to. So I'm 55. My husband's 64 in the best shape of his life. Um, looks amazing. So, you know, I, I just, I just had a new client and she was telling me how she was 65 and I know it's some, so old. I'm like, you're not old. I'm like, my husband's 64. He's running circles around me, you know, come on. So yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so oftentimes overlooked. It's like how, common we define as normal right like right. You, you said it yourself it's like it's it's not normal or it's not healthy to go in and deteriorate with regards right. to your health it's not common to always be bloated it's not normal to you know have all of these issues that seemingly are unsolvable right like you said oh like you're just an inflamed uh like colon like but that right. actually Everybody is not that. normal right like <laughs> yes so yeah i'm 100 on board with that so uh, I mean, I, I love the story. I love the passion with regards. So I think that part's clear. The fact that you walk your own talk, I think is uh, super important. And, and in the health industry, sometimes uh, neglected as well. Um, so what I'd love to then dive into is looking at where you're at right now. You have this amazing skill set. You have this amazing story. You clearly are more than qualified to, to, to do what you do. What is happening right now in your business that kind of got you to appear on here and kind of dive into all of this. It's, and I, and I 
I'm not not thinking about all this on my own. I am, but it's it's an interesting place, you know. Um, I'm getting older. Um, I have two grandkids now. My husband's thinking about retiring, and yet my business is ramping up, and I'm kind of like the timing seems bad, right? You know, my kids would really like me to be more available for my grandkids, and of course, I want to be available for them too. I want to be playing with my husband as he's kind of, you know, winding down from working a lot, but I also really like what I do. So it's this really weird thing. It's like, and I feel, I've, and you know, I, I don't believe in overnight successes and my stuff, I've been doing this forever. Like, I, tw- I mean, 12 years to me is forever. And then being online and running group coaching and all that stuff, that's within the last three years. So it's really just been building um, but I feel like I'm keeping it, I'm, I'm kind of stuck at, at a very sort of lowish level, client level, because um, I, I get scared because I don't want to be too busy so that I can't say, yes, I can go pick up my grandson from daycare or, oh, my husband wants to go away for the weekend. Sure, let's go. You know, I, I want to have, and I've always been like that. I'm a middle child. I like my options open. Um, so that, I think I, I fear that I'll be too busy with what I'm doing, that I won't be able to give the attention to my family or the attention that I want to give to my clients. Um, so I never, I never run huge groups because I always want to make sure I have time for individual attention, um, within my groups always, but at the same time, that's keeping me very stuck to having a month where I make money and then a month or two where I don't make money. Um, you know, and even when I make money, it's not, it's not a ton of money. It's not anything I could live on if I didn't have someone supporting me. So. Okay. So got it. So there's an element of like inconsistent and also lower than necessary revenue. Yeah, I think I could, I think my revenue could be higher. And I think consistently I could, so my group program is 12 weeks, it's three months. So I launch, I get paid, and then I don't get paid. Then I launch, and then I get paid. So that's kind of how, and that's my own issue, right? That's a pattern that I've created. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so one month looks really good. And then the other two months look terrible. And then if I break one month into three months, none of it looks good. Got it. Okay. So that actually is quite helpful. So that model, like you said, you, you've been running that for the past three years. Is that accurate? Yeah. This will be three, this will be year three. And it's the same launch model of like every three months we kind of get new cohorts. Like, is that? Yes. 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 Except that as of February, 2021, I was completely permanently banned from Facebook and Instagram marketing, um, advertising, um, for, and everybody says this, but truthfully for no apparent reason, I had run ads all along and everything was groovy. They took my money in January. They were so happy. And then in February, when I went to rerun ads, they were like, no, never, ever again. So I went completely to organic marketing or reach. So that's been the last year. Um, and I thought my business was just going to die. And in fact, it didn't. So, and my clients have been amazing. So I would say higher quality clients, fewer. So instead of having 10 people in my group, I have two people in a group or three people in a group, which again, I actually love a lot of one-on-one attention. It's super fun. It's not too much, but it's really not enough either. 
Got it. Okay. Um, so with regards to that then, cause you had mentioned, okay, I have a fear that I'm going to be too busy if I end up making this bigger. Right. What if I get 10 people in my group? Okay. Am I going to be constantly like on texting and email with everybody or, you know, I don't well, know. So that's a great question. Are you? Right. Me knowing me, I would be until I created some boundaries, but right. until it happens, I wouldn't necessarily feel like I needed to create those boundaries. Like right now, I don't have those boundaries because I don't need them. I mean, how convenient then that uh, <laughs> you can stay <laughs> right. small so you never have to face your boundary issues, right? right? <laughs> I don't ever have to say no. Yeah. Got it. So then is this really about growing your business or is it really about facing boundary issues or you know, abundance issues. You know, that's so interesting. That is something I haven't considered is this uh, fear of being unorganized and dropping things. So that would be this fear of having a lot and then not being organized enough to not like lose things through the cracks or, you know, people or not get back in time, you know, whatever. I'd never thought of that before. But that is definitely something that makes a little sweaty. <laughs> it makes me a little nervous. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, it sounds like there's definitely an anxiousness and a fear there. Because if I am unorganized and I droop, they do drop things and things do fall through the cracks and I'm not available for everybody, then I'm not only letting everybody down, but now I've taken their money and it's a complete disaster and I shouldn't actually be taking their money. Right. I don't deserve it. I'm not giving, I'm not giving the value. I think they deserve exactly. I'm very so <laughs> going back to, and I appreciate you going there. Cause I think that is uh, much more real than lead generation here. Yeah. Is this really about, I'm afraid that I won't be too busy or is it more about if I start succeeding, then I'll actually have to face the parts of me that I don't want to face. Right. I, I, I honestly have never thought of that before, but I do, I, 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 I mean, just to be, to be clear to the audience, just setting up and I, just setting up this uh, interview, I had to reschedule twice and I, and I sent you a note that said, I'm not flaky like that. And I'm not, I really, I am on top of my calendar, but again, I keep my calendar pretty clean so I can see you know, if anything's going to fall through the cracks or anything's going to get messed up. And so last week when I was having conflicting things on my calendar, it was freaking me out because I'm like, this doesn't happen. I don't do this. And so, yes, I'm afraid that, that there's a disorganized piece of me because I do, I'm sure you hear this all the time from entrepreneurs. I do everything myself. You know, I don't have an assistant. I don't rely on anybody. I do it all. And so I'm, I, I, people are like, oh, don't you feel like you're going to you, can you do it all? I'm like, absolutely. But now I'm sitting here going, well, maybe, maybe I feel like there's a little overflow and I'm on that cusp of really overflowing if I had, yeah, more people relying on me. Absolutely. Right. So again, it goes back to that whole, like, how convenient is it to stay small? Because then we never have to threaten that part of ourselves. that doesn't feel enough for all these things. Right. So just from that short conversation, like, what I have on here is like, okay, there's the, the fear of being unorganized, the fear of like dropping things. There's the boundaries. Um, there's the, the worthiness piece. There is the like fear or anxiousness around being 
you know, absent and too busy and letting now my family down. So like that whole dichotomy. So I know there's like a lot and there's, they're definitely interconnected, but just for the sake of like this container and this episode, what feels most relevant for you right now? Um, I guess losing control of my schedule to some degree is, um, because I do periodically just, I'll be sitting with my husband doing something and I'll be like, (gasps) and he's like, what? And I'm like, oh my, oh, I thought I had a Zoom call this afternoon. I forgot about (laughs) And I didn't because I'd rescheduled it, you know, but I do have those moments where I'm just like, did I forget? You know, so I guess losing control of my schedule, I guess, is that, is that a topic? I don't know. I, I mean, it is for you. So that, that's the only part that matters, right? Yes, like yeah. it, it doesn't matter about Weird. anybody else. So if you were to lose control of your schedule, what does that really mean? Like, who are you letting down? I, yeah, I just, I feel like I would not be professional at all. I just seem like some crazy person that did not have my stuff together. So how could I help anybody else get their stuff together? <laughs> okay. If you lose track of your schedule it means you're completely incapable of helping other people right i guess i guess that's sort of what came up it's just like who am i to be trying to help other people get in balance if i can't even manage my schedule it's a different kind of balance but i don't know okay so same question then if you weren't in balance then what In, in balance in general or in balance in my schedule? Like in, if I wasn't However you so in balance in my life, I would be uncomfortable. I would probably be getting sick. I would certainly not be able to say that I uh, walk the talk, um, which to me is really important. Um, so I've, I guess I'd feel very, you know, there's that whole idea of a fraud you know, I'd be like telling people one thing, but doing something else and completely not in alignment. And uh, yeah, that would not work for me. So if I miss things on my schedule, then basically I'm an imposter. Yeah. See, that's a big step because I don't, I wouldn't say that. Okay. So what would you say? Um, if I miss things on my schedule, I guess I would feel like I wasn't creating the space and value that people were paying me for. So if I was missing things and forgetting meetings or, you know, forgetting calls or double booking, then I would feel like I'm not, I'm not worthy of my client base. Got it. So I'm not worthy of their money. I'm not worthy of yeah. their time and energy spent yeah. and their trust in me if their I'm trust, right. their missing trust. Yeah. Zoom calls and, and I'm unorganized. Yeah. Okay. They're expecting a certain thing from me because I've outlined what they're going to get from me in 12 weeks. And if I don't co- come through with what I'm, they expect of me, then what are they paying me for? Why are they even wasting their time? 
which is totally understandable like that you know is the agreement is professionalism is totally in line with running this kind of service now my question to you is how many times have you actually missed anything zero <laughs> seems like a lot of fear anxiousness and energy spent for something that historically doesn't really happen yeah isn't that weird i i don't know very strange so is it really about the schedule or is that more just on the surface reflecting something else? Right. So it, it's so clearly I, I do have control over my schedule most of the time, aside from last week. Um, and I haven't let anybody down and I am available for them and I make extra time. Um, but that's when I'm dealing with three people at once, as opposed to 10 people, which are 12 people, which is what I really think in my head, I want my groups to be for not for several reasons. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, the money would be better for a monthly income, but also I think I am a big fan of group think. I like the energy. Um, I like people learning from each other, not just from me. Everybody has something to bring to the table. So I find a larger group a little bit more dynamic. And I, uh, here's another weird one. I get bored when people don't have questions, when everybody is doing really well, which they typically are doing after about three or four weeks of my 12 weeks, then they don't have a lot of questions. And they're like, no, it's going really well. I feel so good. And I'm like, that's not helpful to me. I can't do anything with that. <laughs> that that's interesting. I yeah. get anxious when people are getting results in my program. Yeah. Cause now I'm like, well, how, how can I help you? They're like, I don't know. I'm good. I'm like, and then I feel like I'm scurrying around trying to think of ways that I can help. And they are, they're like, no, I'm really, I'm good. <laughs> right. So the only way that I can get value now we're talking about like yourself. So the, yeah, the yeah. way that I get my value is if I'm finding ways to be of support and of use to other people. Yeah, I need an assignment. Give me an assignment. Right. What so can I do? if you didn't have that, then what? Then I feel like I'm just like, I really don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, what do you mean you feel good? Like, what's happening? What does that really mean? What does it mean <laughs> I about need you? metrics. If uh, I don't have a question, me? so I'm in your program and I don't have a question for you. Yeah. What does that mean about you? Well, it, it means everything's going according to plan. It's, it's going as I expected it to. And as it's gone all along, every time I've run the program, but I still feel like there's so much more that I could give that I have to offer. And but if you I, don't give more then what? I, I, they're going to forget. They're going to just forget them around. They're going to forget to get on the calls. They're going to forget and I don't so know. Everything's going to be a disaster. If I don't give more, then everything's going to turn into a disaster. Yeah, they're going to they're going to fall apart. They're 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 going to backslide. Something's going to happen, which is not the case and has not been the case ever. Right. Um, but if I you just pad the world enough that they never actually falter. And if right. you can be responsible for doing the padding, yeah. then you will be fulfilled because you have padded their world enough that they never actually have to falter and fail. Yes. Lots of success. Yes. Yes. Is that really success? No, because they need to leave me in 12 weeks and they need to be able to run on their own. Training wheels are off. Correct. And how do people learn to actually do that? By having a padded environment or by falling and learning how to get up? 
Right. Well, and that's so interesting because after this call, I'm hopping on what is called my graduate call. So once they graduate from my program, they then have the opportunity every month to hop in to a call. Which is a a great add-on, but that doesn't really answer my question. So what was the question? So the question was, do people, is it really success if you pad the world long enough that they know? So they have to fall and learn how to get up themselves. Right. But the reason I mentioned that call was because I feel like this gives them that running room. And then Mm -hmm. if they have a question, they can jump in and then they can run again. So So what if you had somebody in your program that succeeded across 12 weeks in like very good fashion, but that never really asked your question? And then I call that a success for real. I'm thrilled for them. But what about for you internally? I'm good. I, you know, it's good. I think the one thing that I need to do and I have just started doing is turning around at the end and saying, can we get on a video so we can talk a little bit about your experience and share those testimonials? So I I haven't done that a lot in the past and I'm just starting to do that. And that actually has given me a little bit more closure. Okay. So let's look at that another way. Somebody goes through your program, gets great results, asked you no questions, didn't really interact with you that much. How do you feel in that moment? Um, are we at the end of 12 weeks? Correct. I'm unsure about really uh, if they felt like they, if the value of the program was what they wanted. Like, I'm unsure if they liked the program, if they liked the material, if they felt it was valuable, if they got something out of it, or if they just sort of started figuring stuff out on their own. Was I helpful or? Did you just need accountability and know somebody was paying attention? I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So now rewind that and and look at what you just said. Somebody paid you money. After 12 weeks, they got exactly the results that they were looking for. They were a no stress client because they didn't really ask you any questions or interact with you in any way. You (laughs) had no indication that there was complaints you had no indication that there was something they were unhappy about. No, no, nothing out of the ordinary, except for the fact that they were a very low maintenance client who got exactly what they paid for. Right. Your whole narrative around that is, oh my God, I am so worried. What can I do to connect with this person? Did I really do a good job? Meanwhile, they got everything that they paid for in the smoothest way possible. But yet you yourself are like freaking out inside, completely ignoring the fact that this was a low stress client, <laughs> the, perfect the client. revenue is the highest, and that they got exactly what they were looking for, mm-hmm. right? But you're stressing because they didn't interact with you in any way, i.e. I now have no significance because I couldn't help somebody. Interesting. Right? So how does mm-hmm. that land for you? It seems great to hear you say it. It seems really, it just seems really weird. It's like, that's like the perfect client. Those are the clients that allow me to have 10 or 12 people in a group. 100%. But you internally, because you need the significance of helping is like, no, I would rather have 10 clients who are nightmares 
continuously message me for stuff because then I'm being validated every time I answer every one of their questions of which 90% probably doesn't need to be answered in the time that it needs to be answered. Right. And just you saying that stresses me out. I'm like, oh my God, no, no. Somebody asked me recently, they're like, do you want easy clients or hard clients? And I'm like, I want easy clients. But yet what I've just said to you indicates that I want hard clients. I would agree with you hundred percent so because the driving factor here isn't client results. And I mean that with love. I know you want to help people that that is abundantly yeah, yeah. clear, but it's yeah. the fear of not being significant. And there's mm-hmm. probably some like chances are this goes back a long time of like my biggest value and significance is when I am helping people. Right. If I don't or get when that I'm significant, visible. Yeah. So whatever the terminology is for you, right. We can dive deeper into that if you like, but this is a big piece of like, well, why can't I have bigger consistent income? Well, I have to have people reliant on me. There's no way I want to ever threaten having a volume that I couldn't get to every single questions. If I set boundaries, then I'm setting boundaries about my own significance. So there's no way that I'm going to actually do that. And I'm so concerned about delivering value based off of how much questions I can answer that I might as well charge the lowest possible thing that's passable instead of actually charging what 12 years of expert knowledge is actually worth. Yeah. Hmm. So how does that land for you? I, I, I think, I think you outlined it well, I don't know. I mean that, I mean, I'm not sure how you get past it. I have to put some thought into it, but I definitely have a visibility issue. And I know that comes from my childhood and from life. So there's this sort of invisible thing. And I think when I'm not interacting with people I'm I'm supposed to be interact or think I'm supposed to be interacting with, I'm like, what's, you know, what's going on? Yeah. I, I agree. And again, kudos to you for allowing the space to actually go there because I think when it comes to your business the only way it could ever get to a level that is significant as far as the business is when you begin to get out of your own way for these things yeah right because more than 10 clients is completely unrealistic for how you are needing to treat because right now it's like the business is filling a hole in your soul right yeah. And that's a dangerous spot to be in because you can't, right? It, right. it is a square peg in a round hole. It's never going to actually give you the significance you're looking for. That has to be internally generated. But in this instance, playing out in your business. So the business has is only ever going to grow to the degree that you are willing to move through that significance block. Huh. That's so interesting. Hmm. So what's coming up for you then as I uh, <laughs> share all that? Um, well, it's sort of funny because it. I'm thinking I've always like I it's so funny because I'm when I play with that thought of like, well, maybe I just am not going to do this anymore. Maybe I should just retire when my husband retires. And then I panic because I'm like, well, what am I going to do? what will I do with myself? This is what I like to do. Um, And so what you just said was the panic is there not because it's my passion. It's what I like to do. It's because I need it. 
Like I need it so that I don't disappear or whatever it is I'm afraid I'm going to do. And I use that language. So clearly that's what I feel like. I'll just like become invisible. Um, yeah. So that's so interesting. Yeah. Correct. Because if the business disappears, then the people that make me visible also disappear. So my right. identity at that yeah. point disappears as well. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Who am I reaching out to? It's so interesting too, because right now in this day and age, that connection is so fragile in general because you just don't see people out and about anymore. You don't go to friends' houses for dinner. You're not meeting up at cafes, you know, whatever it is. And so the interaction that I am getting is through um, social media, through video links or chats, um, all the things that I do. And so if I wasn't doing what I do, then that whole piece of uh, connection would be gone as well. Yeah. So it means basically you need this business for all the reasons outside of actually building a business. Yeah. No, I'm an extrovert. I get all of my energy from interacting with people. So be that over Zoom, in person, you know, whatever it is, client calls. When I'm done with a client call, I have so much more energy than when I started. So, so then the real question is, do you want to build a business or do you want to just have another avenue to interact and explore this part of yourself. Right. Would that fill, fill the void? Like what if I started volunteering somewhere? Would I then feel like I needed to continue with my business or would that fill that? Well, space? so to be clear, the significance void would still be there. It would just take a different form. Right. So I'm not saying don't build a business, but it's like, you can heal that part of yourself. You can transcend that part of yourself and still really like to build a business that's uber successful and gives you the freedom to do everything that you want to do. That is yeah. entirely possible, especially given your expertise, right? What I'm revealing to you today and that's kind of becoming clear is like the business right now exists more about filling that significance hole than it does about building a business. Yeah. Right. So you have a choice, right? I can work to fix that hole. Yeah. And that's totally fine. That, that is a worthy pursuit and still build a business, or I can work to fix that hole and decide, you know what, I'm just going to volunteer or spend mm -hmm. time with my husband in retirement. Okay. Also totally worthy, but the real freedom internally is going to come from fixing that sentiment right of, of like the significance right yeah so that really is the question that that's in front of you right now it seems yeah that's so interesting i yeah i never would have gotten there on my own well then uh <laughs> you're, you're yeah very i welcome. really appreciate it so interesting such a great conversation and i mean and i've been thinking a lot about this kind of stuff over the last couple of weeks um, in general, like where are my blocks? What's holding me back? And that is not, that is not where I went. Right. Because it's always hardest to see the building when you're on the balcony. Right. Right. Yeah. And no, also, it's so interesting, but it's so right on. doesn't want to look there. Yeah. Right. Because you said it, 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 it dies, it disappears if I begin to look and prod there. So that's why it is hard to actually do it on your own. So mm -hmm. that that's 
and I just bring that up so that if there is a bit of judgment in there, you can let that go. Cause it's, it's that part doesn't want to be seen. It's doing everything not to be seen. That's what's keeping you distracted with all these things. Right. Um, which is also why, you know, things like this have value. So regardless, you know, that's not something we can dive into and like fix completely right. today in this container, but, uh, just for the sake of the pieces we did cover, like, does that feel complete for you? Or is there still something left outstanding? Really? I feel like that I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff, but that does feel huge and really interesting. And um, that, yeah, that I didn't build. I, I mean, I, what you're basically saying is I didn't build my business to build a business. I built my business to sort of satisfy myself or fill a hole that I needed filled. Um, and that's so, I just, it's really interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, again, it's what resonates to you. Cause I think there's nuance there. I think you wanted to help other people and that hap like that need that, that, that significance hole, mm -hmm. it, it would have knowingly or not, I mean, not unknowingly, cause that's kind of what we discovered, but it would have seeped into whatever aspect of your life you were doing. Like it would probably seeped into your previous career. It probably seeps into your family life. It probably seeps into your friends. It also just happened to seep into your business. So I wouldn't say that's the reason you necessarily went into the business. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the business was a perfect vehicle to express that need. So in a I, I would way. say stay relevant. Like, yeah. And again, back to being seen. Like there's something I have to offer so I can move out front. I'm like, here I am. I have something I can share. Correct. So yeah. if you didn't have a business, like it, it could have happened in volunteering. It could have happened in starting a, a YouTube channel, like whatever the, the other thing might've been, right? Yeah. I, I think the fact that you have such, like you would not have done this for 12 years and you would not have gone through all the schooling you've gone through if this wasn't really an interest and a passion. So I think it's- yeah not fair to say I've the only reason I started this business was to fill this hole in my soul. I, I don't, there's many easier ways for you to have played this out that didn't involve years <laughs> of schooling and 12 years of like fine tuning my uh, skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there, there is a legit reason and a legit expression of yourself for starting the business and, and doing well in like the coaching aspect of it it's more just, it's now become distorted by this other thing. And I think that the question I was more saying, was it like, should I do a business? It's oh, if yeah. I choose to like grow a business and I really want to be honest about it. And I really want to be serious about it. This conversation reveals that it's going to grow to the extent that you actually get the visibility portion under control. Right. right? That, that's more what I was getting at. Right. Does that make sense? Oh no, totally. Yes. Okay. Cause I'm not sitting here being like, Oh, that's it. I'm going to stop. I'm shutting down. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And to be fair, right. Like I think you would actually be doing a lot of people a disservice if you did shut down, because I think you seem, and we didn't get into all the specifics, but it seems like you target a very specific, you know, niche and, and you work with very specific people and those people need you and clearly they're getting results. So it's, it's, you know, that there is lots of beauty in this as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just more about the other piece. So does that yeah. feel complete to you? Yeah, no, really it does. It's really a lot to think about. It's super interesting. 
Perfect. So, okay. In that case, why don't you just kind of close us off with telling everybody, you know, who's the best person to contact you? Where's the best place for them to find more about you? All that good stuff. Well, as I mentioned, I'm doing everything. So you contact me. (laughs) So the name of my business is the simplicity of wellness and it is the simplicity of wellness.com. And if you go to my website, I actually have a free five day little mini nutrition health course that you can pop right into. And it's a little email course. Um, I run a group program, 12 weeks called hangry to healthy. Um, so basically it's, you know, a body balancing program where we get off of the sugars. We start to, uh, figure out what foods make you feel good, which foods aren't making you feel good. So reconnecting with your body so that you can actually understand how to eat and live in a way that is making you better, not worse. And by the end of 12 weeks, Um, you should be at a place where you're fully connected so you can move on. And, um, you know, I always say fear, no food, because once you understand how food impacts your body, the fear is gone and it's just choices when you move forward. So that's where I like people to get to. Doesn't mean you can't go out to restaurants and have wine and dessert. You can, you just make a choice. You know, you, you know what that's going to feel like in your body. And sometimes you go, I don't care. That's what I'm doing. And other times you're like, yeah, no, I hold the wine and I'm going to skip dessert tonight or whatever it is. And most of the time you eat in a way that makes you feel good. So that's what, that's what we do for 12 weeks is figure all that out. And there's lifestyle factors in there. So we are going to spend a lot of time talking about sleep and we get into exercise and all that stuff. So um, I am the simplicity of wellness on Facebook. Instagram, and then of course at my website. Beautiful. Okay. So we will include all of those in the show notes. So Amy, thank you very much for uh, coming on, being vulnerable and discussing all that with us. And for everybody listening, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, it was really great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.